Hi, my name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling. This month of February, for the rest of the month anyway, I am going to choose 23 of my favorite books written by black authors. I'm going to read one or two chapters from the book, and then I'm going to talk about the book. And this is a way to boost them up. Or if you are interested in purchasing one of their books, I will have the details and the information in the description of what I am reading. So I would like to thank you for listening to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling. And if you are an author that you would like to share a story or you would like to, for me to read one or two chapters of your book to big people up or big you up on having people come and purchase your book, please reach out to me. All the information will be listed in the description. Peace. Hi, my name is Queen Zoya Counts, and today I want to share with you another book by an African-American author named Brenda Jackson. Remember, this is Black History Month, so I am reading books written by black authors that I own in my library. I have so many on my Kindle, I'm not going to read those, but I'm just going to read the physical books that I have in my hand. And I want to share with you a book written by Brenda Jackson. She is also the author of the Savvy Sisters. This book, it talks about family. You know, it's called A Family Reunion. There's Tay, who is a hairstylist with big ambitions. She's trusted the wrong men in her past, and she's determined to land the right one. Then you have Michael, who is a widowed airline pilot struggling to manage his teenage daughter. But turbulence comes when someone enters his life. You have Alexa, who was the chubby little girl that was turned into a sexy superstar who seems to have it all, but she wants to have a child. And then you have Ray Jean. She is a pretty young doctor engaged to be married, but happiness eludes her because her past is shrouded in mystery. And before she can say I do, she got to come home to finally learn the truth. This is a story about the Bennets. They're at a total blowout of a reunion. Four special cousins, hidden desires, and long-kept secrets would challenge their bond test their courage and change their hearts forever when you're listening to that you might want to think or guess or even think I'm just going to say think that the book might have something to do with the family um, having incest within the family all kinds of things that are going on within within the family And in a lot of African-American families, there tend to be incest. There tend to be uncles who will rape their nieces, even brothers who will molest their sisters. I mean, this was just something that was common. And this is something that we also have to do to understand to break this generational curse of the incest going on within the family. And we can do that. But anyway... This is called A Family Reunion, written by Brenda Jackson. I'm going to read the prologue. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. 
Ethan Allen Bennett had lived a very long life, and today he felt every bit of his 89 years. Each time he closed his eyes, seeking a peaceful moment, he heard the sweet sound of his late wife, Adela, softly singing the lyrics of her favorite church song. Since he was blessed not to have Alzheimer's, it must be his imagination, he concluded ruefully, closing his eyes once more to enjoy the spiritual melody. He was sitting in his favorite chair in a room that was kept warm by the huge old-fashioned heater. It was a heater that had been in his home pretty close to 60 years. After Idella's death 10 years ago, his six children worried about his solitary state, had wanted to come in and modernize the place. For starters, they had wanted to remove his heater and replace it with central heat and air. That heat is no longer any good. It's dangerous his eldest son, Ethan Jr., had declared louder than a Baptist preacher on a first Sunday morning, and as usual, the other five siblings had agreed. That heater warmed all of your backsides at one time or another, Ethan Sr. had forcefully reminded them. It stays, and so does everything else. Everything stays just like your mama left it, and that settled that. They had not understood that when a man had been married to a woman for over 60 years, like he had been married to his wife Adela, and the other half departed to meet their maker, the one left behind needed something of her to remember, to hold on to, and to cherish. Even if it was the one picture on the wall that absolutely rattled his grands and great-grands during her visit. It was the huge picture of the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus that had been hanging in that very spot on the wall for over 40 years. Jesus, as Idella had visualized him to be, was flanked by a portrait of Martin Luther King Jr. on one side and one of John F. Kennedy Sr. on the other. A picture of Robert Kennedy, not as large as the others, but just as visible, had been added years later and hung underneath Jesus. Until the end, Jesus had been Idella's Savior, the Almighty, the calm in the wake of a storm, the Prince of Peace. Martin, John, and Bobby had been her boys her heroes who could do no wrong. She would defend their honor through her dying days, and in fact, she had. Ethan heard the singing once again. It was at times like this when he was all alone that he missed the Idella more than other times. It would probably be somewhat different if he was still allowed to drive, and he would spend more time at the Masonic Lodge every day. Right now, he had to depend on his children to take him wherever he wanted to go. Although he knew they didn't mind, he didn't like being burdened to anyone. He hated that he'd let them talk him into giving up his driver's license, but had understood their reasoning. He would be the first to admit that his eyesight wasn't as good as it used to be. Besides, it was either giving up his license or agreeing to their suggestion of installing one of those devices to have some emergency service monitor his house every evening since he lived alone. He definitely hadn't wanted that. Nor had he wanted to follow their other suggestion of letting his oldest great-grand 16-year-old Jarrell live with him. He loved his great first great-grand to death, but the boy played his music too loud to suit him. Although Ethan's eyesight wasn't what it used to be, so far he didn't have any problems with his hearing and wanted to keep it that way. Living with Jarrell would damage his eardrums for sure. He heard the singing once more. I sing because I'm happy. I sang because I am free. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. He wondered just how happy Idela would be in knowing the sorrowful state of the family she had left behind. How would she feel to know that her baby boy, Victor Singer, was now on his third wife and had so many outside children, it had become a joke to everyone. 
but not to Ethan. Outside or inside, they were still his grandchildren. Grandchildren he would claim, although he didn't even know half of them. And what about the grands that he did know about? Last count, there were 15. Two by the way of Ethan Jr., three from Tro, three by way of Emery, one from Patience, one by way of Colleen, his deceased daughter, and the rest from his youngest son, Victor Sr., Ethan Sr. had seen his 15 grandchildren off and on over the years, but never together and never at the same time. At least not since the last family reunion 15 years ago. Everyone had enjoyed themselves and had had a good time, not knowing that in less than five years, the matriarch of the Bennett family, his Adela, would pass away peacefully in her sleep. Since then, there hadn't been any more reunions. There were seldom any visits. Everyone was busy doing their own thing. Last he heard, his grandson Victor Jr. was busy making babies, outside babies, just like his father had done. Lord knows the boy got it honest. Then there was his granddaughter, Ray Jean, the one the family had boasted as being the pretty one with her high yellow coloring and white folks' hair. He was proud of her, the only doctor in the family. He'd heard through the family grapevine, the all-knowing, all-gossiping cousin Sophie, that Ray Jean was dating a white boy, another doctor. He couldn't think of Ray Jean without thinking of Tay and Alexa. Growing up while Adela was alive, those three granddaughters of theirs were always into something. As little ones, their weekend visits had been the highlight of his and Adela's lives. Tay had been the smart one. She could add, subtract, multiply, and divide numbers in her head in mere seconds. She had been the one the family just knew would go far. He remembered the day her ma, Otha May, had taken her to college, some prestigious school up north. She had left Tay on the dormitory steps with strict orders to keep her books open and her legs closed. Lo and behold, no sooner had Otha May rounded the corner to return back home to Georgia than the girl had gotten buck wild and had opened up her legs as wide as they could go. By the end of her first semester, she had returned home pregnant. Tay had finished school a year early and had been too young to go off somewhere to college. But her parents had listened to him and Idela. In the end, they wished they had. Alexa, bless her heart, had been another matter altogether, he thought, smiling proudly. To him and Idela, Alexa had been the most beautiful child anyone had ever seen. But he'd known a few of the Bennets had thought otherwise with her dark skin, unruly hair, weight problem, and crooked teeth. So Alexa was never shy with the same type of praise and compliments that had been bestowed upon Regine and Tay. The only thing some family members thought Alexa had gone, had gone for her was her voice. It was the beautiful voice of a songbird. It was a voice that she had inherited from her grandma, Adela. Since everyone knew neither of Alexa's parents could hold a decent note, although Prentice and Alma still insisted upon singing in the church choir every second Sunday morning. That's why now when Alexa, being a successful singer who was a part of that popular singing group and whose picture just last month was in the issue of People magazine claiming her as one of the 50 most beautiful people in the world, those who thought she had, hadn't had anything going for her were walking around holding their heads down in shame just as well. Last but not least, his thought shifted to Michael, who was the grandson of his first cousin, Henry Bennett. Michael had gone through some tough times a few years back after learning he'd been adopted. It was something he hadn't found out until he had left for the Air Force right after the last family reunion. The last family reunion. Since that time, the family had begun dwindling away, and so had the values Ethan and Adela had tried to instill. He wondered how he could make his children his grands and great-grands understand what a real family meant. It meant more than getting together occasionally for the holidays. It meant being there for one another through thick and thin, 
the good times and the bad. It also meant that when friends deserted you, you could always depend on your family to be there. Ethan slowly stood and crossed the room to the phone. He would call his cousin Agnes. Even at the age of 70, she was still a mover and a shaker and was the one person he knew who could be counted on to get things done, especially the one thing he wanted, the one thing the family needed. The Bennetts needed to come together for another family reunion, the first one in 15 years. So, a family reunion. As I read this book, this book touched my heart because our family, my family, is not close. We don't have family reunions. When we do try to get together, it's always something going on with the family. And when you're dealing with family secrets, people tend to blame you for what, your, what a family member has done, done, dead or alive, even though it was not even your fault and you're just trying to find out the truth. So in reading this book, A Family Reunion, it brought to me a lot of memories that I had of my family. Some of the secrets that's in this book is hard to imagine that this could have really happened. But there are things that happen in the family that people will take to their graves. So I want you to go get this book called A Family Reunion and read it. I hope that it will be able to bring your family back together if you are apart. I pray every day that my family is brought back together, but I'm only one person and I can't not do it by myself. So I thank you for listening to the first chapter of a family reunion written by Brenda Jackson. And I ask that you go out and you purchase this book and you get the fulfillment and enjoyment out of it that I did. Peace.